0: Oh, and welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host here, Ryan Gilbert, filling in for the absent Talon Jenkins. With me as always here is Joel Meyer. How are we doing, Joel?
1: i uh, doing very well today because I finally won some Champions League bets. It's been the uh, the bane of my betting existence, but today was very good. Uh hit almost everything. Uh, most importantly, the Internationale Barcelona match. Uh, That one hit the over and the inter on the double chance and plus one and a half. That was a big win. Plus, I really hate Barcelona, so I hope that they fail to qualify for the next round. So uh, I know you got baseball going on, so why don't you uh, tell us how your Phillies are doing?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, the Phillies were supposed to be playing right now. We're recording this Wednesday evening, but that that start has been delayed till later, so we can uh, fit this in here. But on Tuesday you know they, they took game 1 down there in Atlanta so so they have a chance came in as underdogs and it's looking it's looking good for them I'll be uh, nervously watching here a little bit later but also I mean we had two great great hockey games last night I mean Sp- sports gambling podcast network had you covered whatever angle you want whatever sport you want make sure you check out the website sportsgamingpodcast.com. also join us there in the discord sg.pn/discord hockey channel especially has has been going off here only less than 24 hours into the true NHL season and we already have some new faces we, we got guys throwing bets around so it's it's been been a good time in there and there will eventually be some sort of voice channel chat we'll get that set up for for some point and uh, also the start of the hockey season brought us some new ratings and reviews. And so we see them. We see us uh, climbing up the charts. So we appreciate that. And if you want to leave us a five-star rating and review, just go to sg.pn slash hockey on Apple or sg.pn slash hockey on Spotify. And you can find us wherever you listen to your podcast. Just search for the Hockey Island podcast and give us a follow on Twitter as well at HockeySGPN. I've been trying to tweet out some more fun clips there. All right, so Joel, what did you think about uh, opening night? We had the started off with the Rangers getting a 3-1 three, three win, get some revenge there over the Tampa Bay Lightning at home. What were your takeaways from that one?
1: Well, I didn't see much of the game, you know. I still have a day job, but uh, I saw the end of it, looked up the stats and all that. And it seems like the the Rangers won a won a game convincingly against the playoff opponent, and uh, they won the Corsi, the shot share, all that good stuff. Uh, normally, they rely on Shostakin to win their games, at least the last season. So. This could be an instructive game for the rangers uh for us looking to bet them or against them uh because uh it was rare that they actually outplayed playoff teams during the regular season last year so this could be a new look rangers uh lightning they, they typically kind of start slow though so uh maybe maybe not the best uh maybe we don't have the best idea yet in a small sample size but i did like what i saw from the the rangers at least in the box score
0: Yeah, I think from this one, you said that the Lightning usually start out slow, so you can't really take too much of it for them. You can't write them off yet, but it was an impressive win by the Rangers. You know, they had the special teams in the goaltending last year. If they have the five-on-five play like they did in the opening game and put it all together, that's going to be a scary team. You know, Mika Zibanejad scored shorthanded and on the power play. It seems like he only scores on special teams either one way or the other. But, yeah, they had the uh, Igor's Better chant going there at Madison Square Garden. Good to see the Rangers start off with the win, and then that was a low-scoring game. But for the for the night cap, it looked like it was going to be low-scoring, one-one into the third period. Ended up being a four-three Golden Knights win on a Mark Stone goal with 26 seconds left. So that was kind of a a crazy third period there.
1: Yeah, a small play on the Knights are not the Knights, the the Kings, but that was the wrong side. The Knights totally dominated that game. Uh, it's it's kind of like the same old Kings from last year. They they're, they're always in it, but they uh, they failed to finish the chances in this one. They were just totally outplayed, and they looked very sloppy given the puck over uh, for much of the game. Uh, I think the under was the right side here, even though it was a seven-goal game because the expected goals was only about four and a half. So, uh, yeah, maybe some sloppy goaltending, but uh, actually, you know what? The goaltending goal was fine. It, it was just, just a little bit of uh, some good goal scoring, I guess, but there was not a lot of... Uh, quality chances in all three periods. But, uh, yeah, Golden Knights looked a lot better than they did last year. You can already tell the impact that Bruce Cassidy has on the team. Uh, they had great puck possession, control, that kind of thing. Um, they were in control for much that game. It would have been a bad beat if uh, they lost that one.
0: Yeah, the, I mean, the Golden Knights, we were worried about them, you know, not having a goalie, but Logan Thompson played well. You called out in the Discord, you will know, maybe look at him for the Calder Trophy if he keeps us up. But I'm not sure what set, what uh, site look you're looking at for expected goals, but I'm seeing six at five on five and over seven in all situations on natural statrics. So I don't know if, if you're on money puck and they calculated it differently, but yeah, it was kind of a, a a back and forth a little bit just with the Golden Knights kind of being better than, than we thought they were, but you know they still have Mark Stone who scored the game winner. They still have Marcia So, who had a bunch of shots. So Golden Knights might be hanging around for for this season. We'll, we'll have to see. But I mean Marcia So, Eichel, Carlson, and Stone were their goal scorers. It looked for a second there like like Phil Kessel may have got the Carlson one, but no, it was just those those big four and those are going to be the big four that are going to have to carry it carry it for the Golden Knights. And, you know I think uh, it was a consensus play as we heard about many times in in the Discord channel that for the Kings. It was also uh, Talon's first lock of the season, so that's bad for him. And he also had a total that missed. He had the over in the Lightning Rangers game. Uh, all three of your games go off tonight. And then I hit on my lock of the Rangers minus 116 against the Lightning.
1: Yeah, that, that's what I get. Just getting back to that expected goals thing. That's what I get for looking at money puck as opposed to natural stat trick. It's It's the much superior site, the one that you're looking at. So uh, maybe, maybe it was a more of an over game than i, I thought but watching the game it just seemed like the uh uh the play was a little uh there weren't too many scoring chances in from my uh my expected joel's one <laughs> shark shark could say but uh, i'll trust natural stat to get their correct number
0: yeah uh, uh speaking of numbers here joel it looks like you have uh you put on your professor glasses here and we have another professor joel segment
1: yeah just a quick word um Another evergreen segment here. The uh, let's say you're uh, a casual better, you know you're not you're not a winning better. You just like to have some fun. And I would suggest instead of parlaying stuff every night. I mean, it's always fun hitting a plus four thousand, plus seventy eight hundred, whatever it is. Uh, it, it, the bigger better bang for your buck is just to pick a few teams, bet them to win the cup, bet them to win a division, something like that, and uh, play that money out over the long term because you get to cheer for these teams. Uh, over a long period of time, you get to watch your money um, uh, do work for you. In, in the entertainment aspect, every every night you watch your team. Uh, that that's that's how I look at it. Instead of just burning your money away on five dollar, ten dollar parlays, just put like fifty bucks on the team and, and watch them perform. And uh, in, the, in the end, you'll you'll lose a lot less money that way, and uh, you'll have a lot more fun out of it. Um, when it comes to um, obviously with the, the professional betters, they just bet things straight up. There's not a lot of, uh, you know, big money stuff going on like golf, for example, the professional golf betters, aren't betting uh 40 to one 60 to one guys to win the tournament so much as betting, uh, uh matchups like one golfer to beat another golfer, but, uh, for the casual bettor, if, if you just want to have some fun, then just, just bet these, uh, long-term futures of big money and then, uh, just see how the team goes. Uh, as opposed to just um, throwing your money away on, on dumb parlays, but of course, I, I rec- that, that that's just the entertainment aspect. I, I recommend just betting games straight up. Just uh, if it's minus 180, whatever, just bet that game straight up. And uh, if, if uh, you're good at it, and you listen to us sometimes, you'll uh, you'll do better that way than just uh, putting a bunch of teams together because uh, that's, that's how the books get their money. Uh, if you look at the the hold, like a, let's say it's a minus 110 spread minus 110 vig either way the books hold like a two point uh what is it, 2.2 percent something like that that's all they get from it but parlays they maximize it every every bet you make uh in a parlay it, it it multiplies so the book gets more hold for every team you add into that parlay so you're you're giving more vig to the book so uh when you bet things straight up you give less of the book and uh, you might lose in the long run but you'll lose a lot less that way than you will if you're consistently giving four percent five percent six percent hold to the books um so yeah that that's my recommendation but if like again if, if you just want to have some fun play some futures man uh especially if you have multiple books and just find the best of the number uh, obviously in, in the futures market there's a lot of hold there too but if you have multiple books you can find a better number and limit that Yeah, you can also hedge out at the end of the day, too. So if you have like a 50 to one team to win the Western Conference and they're in the Western Conference final, then you can put the other team and make a profit. So it's just just uh, how I think about these things.
0: Yeah, I've gone more into into futures this season and, and they do have the entertainment factor, like you said, about, you know, watching your money throughout the season and pretty much. Almost every game, as long as it's within the same conference, ha- has a factor into there. But I do, I do understand the side of things where you know just casual better opening night wanting to make a play, and then for that type of stuff, I would, I would recommend maybe just like betting the tie or the game to go to overtime. Then you're always rooting for the underdog to come back you're rooting for offense that's going to be exciting to root for except if it's a tie game in the third period and you're, you just are waiting waiting hoping to hoping the clock runs out or just look for like a player prop pick someone to score pick someone to have have two points something fun to watch along with like like joel said parlays i think are just pretty much throwing your money away unless you understand that and you're throwing a few bucks on, on a long shot just just to have some entertainment value
1: yeah it's all good for the casual better just to have some uh you're basically risking a little to win a lot, and you're, you're not gonna. You know, as long as you're not risking too much, then you're not gonna go into debt. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think the the better play is to is to invest in one team or another or a few teams, whatever you want. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I see the aspect of the the parlay player uh Just risking a little to win a lot—it's fun, but it's more like a lottery ticket than actual mm-hmm. uh sports betting.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, just like like a scratch-off ticket, throw, get a five-dollar—you can think you're putting some of your knowledge in into it, into the parlay, rather than having a, a random chance. So, yeah, that—that's how it should be viewed there. All right, and uh, we got some games here on Thursday to talk about. And as always, our odds are provided by WinBet. And if you're thinking of joining WinBet, now's the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club? Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week, someone threw $6 $6 into $4,000, and they got a free $1,000 bet. Winbet truly is. Hashtag DGENs only. For so much to choose from, all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be twenty or older and present in the state where playthrough Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, here we got our first uh, Thursday slate of the season. We got eight games to get into. Oh, starting off here with an absolute barn burner. We got the New Jersey Devils taking on the Philadelphia Flyers. The game itself is in Philadelphia. You got the Devils minus 135. The Flyers plus 115. The over-under is set at six with the under at minus 115. Um. Yeah, Flyers season here is off to off to a start after an off season of complaining and hoping that they're going to lose. It looks like they're they're not trying to lose, but they end up will uh, end up losing a lot probably. Cam Atkinson has been hampered by an injury recently. They, they kept saying, you know what, he'll be ready, he'll be ready. He's not playing in the season opener. Kind of sounds uh, familiar to the Ryan L situation. Jean Tortorella is still weeks away. The Flyers really have one good line, and that's not even that good of a line. So, but they have John Tortorella. They're going to play good defense in front of Carter Hart. So I think for this game, you either have to look to the Devils at minus 135 or or better, if you can look around there, or you just, you just go to the under, under six, minus 115. Or I would look at even the Flyers team total under two and a half. I don't think they're going to score many goals this season at all. And uh, the Devils are looking to have Blackwood have a bounce back season. So I would look at the under in the game as well as the Devils.
1: This game made me realize how much I missed the the soft markets of the hockey openers. Uh, just looking at these lines pop up, this one was very confusing. In particular, uh, the Devils opened up as a dog in this one. I just missed betting the Devils minus 105, settled for minus 113. But I still like them in minus 135. That just shows how crazily these, these lines move. Uh, and It's always best to, to, to watch when they pop up because... Even if you're not great at this stuff, you can you can see it's pretty clearly that the Devils shouldn't be a dog to the Flyers. When the Flyers opened up with, uh, what was it, uh, 73.5 point total, that's when mm-hmm. they closed, and then the Devils were at uh, 88, 89.5. So uh, that, that that was a weird one. I don't think that the home ice advantage is that significant, especially in uh, 2022 here. So uh, I, I do like the Devils here. They're uh, team on the come up, and the Flyers are hurting. Uh, new coach, new system, a lot of time to adjust. And uh, you got the Devils. they got Jack Hughes. He's been flying in the preseason. I'm not I'm not touching the total here. I, I, I do like playing Flyers under, like you've been saying, all offseason. But uh, with the Devils, we don't know what their goaltenders are going to be like. They're bringing in... Uh, check and we don't know if Blackwood is going to be back to himself, so I'm not touching the total, but I do like the Devils here in this game.
0: Yeah, I, I looked up the uh, Flyers team total, and you can get under two and a half at plus 115. Uh, the Flyers scored one goal or less in 19 games last season, two goals exactly in 23, making that 42 out of 82 games with uh, two goals or less, and that was with Claude Giroux, that was with a healthy Sean Couture for part of it, that was with Joel Farabee, that was with them having Cam Atkinson even. So, I mean, this this team is is not going to be scoring very, very much. And if you can get plus odds on, on a team total there, I, I think you have to take it. All right, moving down here, still at seven o'clock, we have the Ottawa Senators taking on the Buffalo Sabres. In Buffalo, you have the Senators at minus 125 and the Sabres at plus 105. The over-under is set at six with the over at minus 115. Just mentioned Claude Drill. You know, this is his new team here with the Senators. And this is another another look where I don't think um, home ice is going to be that important. I don't understand why Ottawa is only minus 125 here against the Sabres. You know, I joined uh, Sharky on the Sabres bandwagon a few times last season, especially late when they were big underdogs. But I, I can't take them here at, at plus 105. You, you got to look the Senators way. They won the last two matchups last season, 3-1, 5 uh, Buffalo, another one, 3-1. But I think Ottawa's just had such a great offseason with Drew, with DeBrincat, Even with Talbot Hurt, they still have Forsberg there. It'll probably be um, Craig Anderson starting for the Sabres. So I think the Senators here is, is a great play at minus 125. And I don't hate the puck line at plus 200. If, you, if, you, if you're just looking for some entertainment and for some reason you're watching the Senators-Sabres game, if you're stuck in the Ottawa or Buffalo markets... Take, take the puck line there. The Senators look like a much better team. You know, Buffalo has a few good p- young pieces, Owen Power, Tage Thompson, but I think the Senators just right now are a are much, much better team heading into this season.
1: Yeah, this is another game to love, much similar situation to the Devils-Flyers game. The Senators opened up as a dog, very small dog. I took the minus 109, and uh, I think they'll continue getting money here. Minus 125 is just fine with me on the Sens. I know, obviously, they got a few new pieces they got to work in. Take some time to adjust, but uh, they are still the better team than the Sabres here, especially, uh, I mean, uh, the goaltending for either side is not good as well. But uh, I'm not trusting Craig Anderson. (laughs) What is he, 41, 42 now? Uh, Yeah, I don't think he's going to be stopping too many blistering shots from Alex Debrinkab and Claude Giroux. Of course, we got Timmy Stutzler in the middle there, or in the left wing. I do like the Senators here, and I also like the over-six. Uh, like I said, two bad goalies going in here. Who the hell is the Sens goalie? I mean, you look at this uh, without...
0: It's, it's Forsberg.
1: Without Talbot. Okay, Forsberg, yeah, he's all right. He's fine. Yeah, he's all right. Um, yeah, I, I still like the over there, and I like the Sens. Uh can be a high-scoring game here in Buffalo. I don't think that either team's... Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Senators' defense is, is one of the worst in the league uh, relative to their attacking talent. It's, it's uh, up there with the Blue Jackets in terms of the disparity between offense and defense. So yeah, give me the over, give me the Sens here in a high-scoring game.
0: Yeah, I, I co-sign that over there. these teams are are all offense. They they have good probably top two lines or top three lines that they don't have much defense. So. All right, uh, moving down here, you got the Arizona Coyotes at the Pittsburgh Penguins. Penguins, huge favorites, minus 350. Puck line is minus 145. Coyotes are plus 290. Over-under is 6.5. Over 6.5, plus 100. Under 6.5, minus 120. What are you thinking for this one, Joel?
1: Uh, I've got some negatively correlated bets here. On the one hand, I do like the Penguins to cover this uh, spread here, minus 1.5. The coyotes are so bad. Uh there's not much more that needs to be said. But I kinda also like the under. Six and a half. Minus 120. I don't think the coyotes are going to be scoring a lot of goals this year. And uh Penguins have a good goalie there. And Jari, decent defense. So uh I lean to the under. But my stronger play here, I guess, would be the Penguins to uh cover the minus one and a half. They're just a much better team. And the coyotes, they they're gonna be awful. They're gonna be <laughs> So bad. Uh, they'll get worse throughout the season, too. So it's a little worrisome taking in on opening night when uh, different things can happen. But uh, yeah, the, the ratings say that just the Penguins here should dominate this game.
0: Yeah, this, this is absolutely just a, a find the money game. And I don't I don't hate that. The puck line and the under. If they're neg- negatively correlated, she'll be able to get some pretty good odds on a same-game parlay. I'm seeing plus 220 for Penguins puck line under six and a half. That's not a bad sprinkle. Or just look for... The Penguins take the puck line. Maybe take them as a parlay piece with another big favorite we're talking about later. Maybe parlay them minus one so you get that insurance if it's only a one, a one goal win. But yeah, the Penguins much better team than the Coyotes. You can't this you can't even throw something on the Coyotes. Think you know, early season maybe that they'll they'll squeak one out. No, they just don't have the talent there to beat beat a team like the Penguins. So especially with the Penguins being fully healthy to start the year. So. Go with the Penguins on the puck line would be my play. I also don't hate that under six and a half. And here at 7.30, we have the Florida Panthers at the New York Islanders. The Panthers are minus 130. The Islanders are plus 110. Over-under is set at six, both paying minus 110. What are you thinking about your aisles, aisle Joel?
1: My aisles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have a, a real strong feeling for the side in this game. What I would play would be the under six. Uh, we saw what happened when two Russians got together last night with the Rangers and the Lightning, mm-hmm. Vaslovsky, and Shosturkin. Well, today or tomorrow or whatever, whenever you're listening to this, uh, the Panthers and Bobrovsky are going to be playing Islanders and Sorokin. Sorokin is one of my Vezina candidates, so he's going to have an awesome year, I think, I hope. And I think that they're they're going to be battling each other here. They're the two rushing goalies, and uh, I don't expect a lot of goal scoring. A little worrisome that the Islanders have a new coach there, the assistant coach, uh, Lambert. Taking over Barry Trotz, maybe they open up the offense a little bit more. But at the same time, I think the Panthers would be uh, more strict of themselves. Uh, no longer under Brunette. they got Paul Maurice coming in. A little bit more conservative play style. So uh, I think the under six here is the better play.
0: Yeah, I, I love the under six. Here. I'm surprised it's at six and not at five and a half. And it's only minus 110 for under six because these two teams, the Panthers, you know, they have a lot of changes. They got Kachuk, but then no more Huberto, no more Uyghur, which is going to uh, hurt hurt them defending a little bit. But the Islanders, I think, are going to still play defensive hockey. They don't have the, the players to play anything else, anything but that. And yeah, you, you said it two two strong goalies here. So I, I love the under six and I would lean if I had to pick a side, I'd just take the home underdog just, just for the value because we haven't seen these, this Panthers team yet. And also Florida was, was not great on the road last season. And uh, the under, it has been quite favorable in these matchups. It's 10-1 in the last 11 meetings in New York and 9-3-3 three three in the last 15 meetings overall. Uh, last season, the one time they went over six was a uh, 6-1 Florida win at home, I believe. So, yeah, with Florida on the road, uh, I would lean to the under six, definitely, probably going to bet that, and I would lean to the Home Islanders. Finishing off the 7.30 slate here, we have the Washington Capitals at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs are minus 190, Capitals are plus 160, over under six and a half, over minus 120, under plus 100. Uh, Both of these teams are playing in less than an hour here as we record this, so we haven't really we haven't seen either of them. They'll, they'll both be on a back-to-back. But I, I think the Leafs probably have a better... Over, the Leafs are definitely the better team overall. I think they have a better backup goalie, too, with Sam Samsonov going there, having a revenge game, starting that one. And I think the Leafs are going to have just a better team. They're going come to out, come out firing at home after an easy win, probably, against the Canadians, even though I did take the Canadians as my dog. I think the...
1: <laughs> it, 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 you love it, it, it when you uh, <laughs> go against your dog, but it's an easy win for the other team. <laughs>
0: well, it, it, it should be. An e- if it is an easy win, it, it, they should be able to roll four lines in the, in the third period. You still have fresh legs. It's the second game of the season, so I don't think the back-to-back is going to impact them too much. So I would go with the Leafs here. I, I'd make Talon proud. Uh, possibly look at a regulation because I don't know if I want to lay at minus 190 or or take a look at the puck line at plus 140.
1: Yeah, obviously, both these teams are playing Wednesday. Uh, obviously, we're recording before these games are played. So we don't really know how they're playing on their opening nights. Uh, at first, I looked at the over. Obviously, it's going to be both both backup goalies in. But uh, the Leafs have some Sonov in net. The old Capitals so he might be a little bit more on edge to play against his old team who released him. And the Capitals will have Charlie Lindgren in net who actually had a very good season for the Blues in uh, limited starts. But he's a good young up-and-coming goalie. So, uh, backed away from the over for now. Uh, uh, But uh, I don't really have a strong feel for this one. But, yeah, plus 160. I think the Capitals would be uh, more of a play for me than anything else. Plus at plus 160, just because the Leafs are going against the Canadians. Could be a bit of a letdown spot after playing probably their biggest rival. Yeah, I got nothing on this game. I didn't bet it.
0: All right, yeah. With so many games on, especially with, with football season here and, and trying to podcast during games, you might want to check out TV. Uh, Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone, plus games in 4K at no extra charge. There's over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. You can watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FuboTV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. And we always talk about having multiple books, and you can compare odds at OddsTrader. OddsTrader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather so bettors can make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Make sure you go to OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire, OddsTrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Let's get back into it here with those New York Rangers we saw win on Tuesday night going into Minnesota. On Thursday at 8 o'clock, the Wild are minus 130. The Rangers are plus 110. Over-under set at 6 with the minus 110 on both sides. Um, I'll start this one here. Um, I I think I have to go with with the Rangers as dogs. They they had a great showing against Tampa Bay. Obviously, going on the road, going in Minnesota against a pretty deep team is going to be tough for them. But I, I would just lean to the plus money with a team that's, you know already has a game under their belt. I think that has similar advantage to to, to it cancels out the home ice advantage for Minnesota. But I think the stronger play here for me might be the under. Uh, shesterkin we saw him against the lightning allowed, allowed one goal he, he was fantastic mark Andre Fleury is going to be early in the year should be fresh no uh nowhere on his on his gray bush legs there so I, I like two strong goalies here i like the under six at minus 110 and i would just lean to the underdog rangers at plus
1: 110. right i don't mind that under six play uh, the wild were a uh, high scoring team last year but the rangers do tend to uh neutralize high scoring teams with just elite goaltending. um but i i would say one better play here is the wild of minus 130 i love that uh it's just a much better team overall rangers looked good against the lightning but uh i have them as my twelfth best team Wild wilder the seventh best team and uh keep that home ice advantage the the wilds be about minus 150 according to my ratings so i gotta take the wild here minus 130 that's that's fine with me uh got the young guys coming up uh no no fiala but of course he had a fucking terrible game against the kings so i don't know if that's a huge loss. Uh, yeah, just give me the Wild here. Just super balanced team, uh, complete and all ends of the ice. Hopefully their penalty kill is better this year. Well, hopefully not. I hate them, but <laughs> for their sake, <laughs> hopefully their penalty kill is better. Um, but, yeah, because the Rangers had a, an awesome p- power play last year too. So that, that could be a, uh, a matchup advantage for them. But I think the Wild will, will fix that a little bit this year, uh, especially if they get some better goaltending from Flurry yeah i just gotta take the better team there at home minus 130 opening night oh fucking trees
0: yeah you hope it's better for this game because you're betting on it but you hope it's shit the
1: rest of the season because you hate the wild exactly exactly yeah, yeah
0: all right moving down here eight uh 8 30 we have the dallas stars at the nashville predators uh home opener for nashville after having two games in Prague. they are minus 140 the stars are plus 120 over under once again here set at six with the under minus 115 what do you think joel
1: well, we got more uh, elite goaltenders playing each other. So, uh, obviously, the first thing we look at is the under, and it's at six. I'm a bit surprised there. You'd think it'd be at five and a half with uh, uh, two of the Vesna candidates facing each other and UC Soros and, uh, uh, what's his name, Ottinger. Um, so, yeah, I like the under here. Both teams are uh, traditionally a bit more defensively oriented, though the stars have a new coach there and Peter Bohr might be a little bit more of a a free-flowing fro- free game there than uh, Rick Bonus had been running. So the Stars' offense could open up, but still, I think that six is too many goals. So I'll take the under here. No real strong play on the side, though I do lean the Stars at plus 120. You know, the Preds are coming back from Europe. Uh, could take a little time to adjust. I don't know exactly when they touch down, but uh, yeah, stronger play here is the under six.
0: Yeah, I would think they got back on probably Sunday or Monday at the very latest with the games being Friday and Saturday so hopefully they're back to normal for their sake but yeah I, I don't know what, what it is if the odds makers have trends of early season games being higher scoring but there's there's no five and a half totals on the board. There's a few six and a half. A few of these games between two good defensive teams are, are at six so I think the under here would have to have to be my best play. You, you got Soros, you, you got Ottinger. I mean these are two Two great goalies. Uh, the last two meetings last season was 2-1 Nashville, and both of them, one of them went to a shootout. We saw on Tuesday night Rangers Lightning was low-scoring. Other game was low-scoring until the third period, but that's how Kings and Golden Knights are in the third period. So I like to underhear a lot between these these two teams, and I'm not really sure what to make over this season. I think the Predators overachieved last season, and perhaps the Stars did too, but I think the Stars will be a better team overall. But I, just, I, I like Nashville as a side having – Having those two wins under their belt, they they look pretty good, even though it was just uh, was just San Jose. So I think Nashville has those those few real games. They have those the physical contact in there, so they're going to be more ready. They're at home, so I, I look I like the Predators here minus at minus 140, and but my stronger play is the under six at minus 115. All right, moving down to 9:30 here, we have the Colorado Avalanche at the Calgary Flames. Uh, the Flames are favorites at minus 120 with the Avs at plus 100, over under is 6, with the over at minus 115. What do you think for your Avs, Joel, after uh, their opener tonight?
1: Yeah, I'm surprised that this, this line isn't bigger for the Flames. The Avs are going to be coming off their band-raising of night here against the Blackhawks, uh, and then they're going to be going up to Calgary straight after that, where the Flames will have their home opener. So uh, I love the Flames here in this spot at only minus 120, I have these teams very uh, similarly rated. Abs are a bit better, but the, the Flames at home should be a, a much bigger favorite in this spot. So, uh, give the Flames here. The Abs will be playing likely Pavel Francouz, who, of course, has some success in Alberta last uh, postseason, but a little less, though, so against this Flames offense, who should be uh, just as good as last year, if not better. Uh, Flames have a uh, they're they the, one of the few teams who can match the abs in terms of defensive depth. They might even be better if you look at all six defensemen. Um, obviously, Kale the negates all of that because he's better <laughs> than everyone. But uh, in terms of uh, man for man, the Flames have the advantage there. And Markstrom against So There's no contest in that. So I love the Flames here at minus 120. Uh, maybe a little bit of under, under six, minus 105. I'm uh, probably not going to bet that, but that's the way I would lean on the total. And speaking, that you, you mentioned the there's no five and a halfs here. That's interesting because last year we saw a crazy scoring. It was a historically high scoring year. We saw a bunch of five and go to six, six and a half, and all that all the time. And I'm thinking that that's going to regress this year. I saw an interesting comment the other day. Uh, saying that, uh, the highest, uh, the scoring was up last year because of the, uh, you know, the taxi squads, the guys going out to COVID. Mm-hmm. We had a lot more AHL players, backup goalies. I mean, the Devils played fucking seven goalies <laughs> over the whole year. So, uh, look for the scoring to regress a little bit, though, in, in general, the, the scoring will continue to go up because of the, uh, uh the, the penalties they call these players these days you, it's hard to defend when you're getting called for every fucking little thing every little slap every little slash uh but uh anyway look for scoring to go down a little bit this year but uh, the general trend is to to boost the high scoring it happens in every league we're seeing it in uh yeah in football and in uh Basketball with the three pointers and soccer, of course. So everything's for more scoring because that leads to better TV ratings, right? People want to see goals. Yeah, not not as purists, but uh, anyway, I'm getting off topic here. <laughs> Give me the Flames <laughs> minus one twenty.
0: Yeah, th- th- those filthy casuals just want to turn on a game and see goals. Come on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, penalties up because I, I did notice that last last uh, last night. The Lightning had six power plays. Rangers had four for ten in the game. Knights had five, Kings had three for eight in the game. So that's a lot. I'm not sure if this is just the NHL's cracking down at the beginning of the year, like sometimes they normally do, it'll loosen up, or maybe this is something that they're gonna keep up and players are gonna have to learn to it maybe to to help let their star players be star players. Because that's the one thing the NHL kind of is missing is being able to market their star players. And if they're being if they let less stuff go. If they, yeah, let's let stuff go. They're going to have a better time maneuvering around the defense. So That could be something to watch early in the season, maybe play some power play goals over. But yeah, for this game, I like the Flames at minus 120. Uh, I don't understand the line either. I guess they just don't want to make their reigning Stanley Cup champions higher than plus 100 before they've even played a game this season. But yeah, the Flames, I think they upgraded a lot in the off, in the off season. They got Kadri, uh, they got Huberdeau, they got Uyghur to replace uh, Goudreau and Kachuk. So they have Markstrom in net. Like you said, the goaltending matchup goes to them. So I love the Flames here at minus 120. And for the total, I go back and forth on it. i probably lean to the under here, but I'm probably not going to bet it. My, my best play would be the Flames minus 120. And I, and I don't hate the puck line there at plus 200.
1: Another thing, too, is that uh, gog and the Chushkin are still banged up. So mm. uh, the abs aren't exactly 100% healthy. Yeah, great point there. I forgot about that.
0: All right, moving on down to the 10 o'clock slate here. We have the Chicago Blackhawks at the Vegas Golden Knights. Golden Knights are minus 350. uh, Minus 1.5 is minus 135. Blackhawks are plus 290. Plus 1.5 is plus 115. The over-under is 6.5 with the over at minus 115. Um. I think this isn't a game like the Penguins Coyotes, where you have to find the money somewhere. I think this would be the two games that I would probably parlay together with a minus one just to see get those probably get that up to plus odds. or just look at the Puck line here for the Golden Knights. We saw how they can score against a team like like the Kings, who who is expected to make the playoffs this year. The Blackhawks are not. They're expected to be one of the bottom three, if three, five teams in 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 the league. Um, So, yeah, you got to go with the Golden Knights. I I would lean to the puck line or regulation more than laying minus 350. Like I said about the Coyotes, I don't think the Blackhawks have enough to warrant a sprinkle of plus 290, even with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves still there. So I would look at the Golden Knights on the puck line or or maybe look at a a parlay piece with the Penguins.
1: Uh, Yeah, this game does nothing for me at all. Uh, The Knights look pretty good against the Kings. Totally dominated the game, as, as we said. And we haven't seen the Blackhawks play yet, but uh, we're pretty sure we know what we're going to get from that team. (laughs) It's uh, nothing good. So I do expect the money to come in on the Knights here, so bet this as soon as you can. I'm sure even once this is released, uh, the line will be already moving. But at this current number, minus 1.5, minus 135, you got to look that way. Uh, Blackhawks will be playing likely Alex Daylock, the backup. He's okay so far as backups go, but uh, yeah, they, they definitely lose the goaltending advantage, even against the Knights with a, a rookie and net. So yeah, you you can only look the Knights way here. Maybe the under six and a half minus one of five. The Knights. Wow, we had some disagreement with the different sites, money Buck, natural stat, the expected <laughs> goals in the Kings Knights game, but still under six and a half minus one of five. I think is is the better play of all probably not going to bet it but that's that's if you put a gun in my head that that's where I would put my money because uh I I do think that uh Bruce Cassidy's gonna bring a bit more of a defensively oriented game plan to this Knights team than Peter DeBoer so uh yeah if, if you're making me not pass a game I will take the Knights in the uh, under six and a half
0: yeah, I would lean under there too. And to, uh, to close it off here at 10:30, we got the late game. We got the D-Gen special here at the Seattle Kraken at the Los Angeles Kings. The Kings are minus 190. The minus one and a half puck line is plus 145. Kraken are plus 160. Plus one and a half is minus 170. Over/under is set at six, both at minus 110. Close it out here. It, I mean, a lot of it depends on how the Kraken look on Wednesday night, but I think no matter what, I'm going with the Kings here. They probably should have Jonathan Quick starting. If not, Cal Peterson is is just as good, I feel like, at this point. And Seattle on a back-to-back will likely have Martin Jones starting. And I know firsthand, personally, how he looked with the Flyers. So I would have to go with the Kings here. I I might be comfortable laying the juice minus 190 just because the Kings seem to go down to the wire a lot, play one-goal games, maybe even go to overtime a bit more than they should. And on the total, I would possibly look to the under as well. I could see the Kings, you know, it was only 1-1 through two periods, against the Golden Knights. The Kraken, you know, they had a few additions in the offseason. Burakovsky, uh, uh, Veneers is is up now. Shane Wright's there. So they might be better, but I think on a back-to-back, they weren't great on a back-to-back last season. Their goaltending still isn't good. So I I would go with the Kings here at minus 190, as well as the under six at minus 110.
1: Kind of going the other way here. Uh, We haven't seen the Kraken play yet. Obviously, we will tonight against the Ducks. But it's uh, not a long way from Orange County to uh, downtown L.A. The uh, crypto whatever the fuck they call it now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the Kraken here, I I bet him at plus 170. He's still like it at plus 160. Uh, I don't think you'll see the massive uh, line movement because of the back-to-back like you commonly see. Uh, Yeah, just the Kraken are up. I think they have some potential this year to outperform expectations. As long as they get some half-decent goaltending, they'll be all right. And I did not like what I saw from the Kings in that game against the Knights. So uh, give me the Kraken here as a dog. Uh, yeah, I'd make this like uh, plus 140. So uh, if there's a bit of value in the Kraken here, uh, assuming they get some good goaltending, they they could come out ahead.
0: You, you make one set of power ranking point projections, and now you're there with the nerds that all expect the Kraken to do better.
1: Exactly. You're among them now. <laughs> yes, I've been I've been consumed by the sea of the analytics.
0: <laughs> all right, that closes up the uh, eight-game slate on Thursday. Uh, what are some of your favorite plays on the slate, Joel?
1: Favorite plays? Uh, give me a few of these road teams here with the Devils and the Sens. Devils minus one, three, five. Uh the Flyers are gonna be bad. Totarella bringing in uh a new culture there. Maybe maybe he gets a around eventually, but it'll take a few games. Devils should be coming out flying after a terrible finish last season. Bunch of young guys, uh hot on hot in the preseason. I like the devils in the sense. Same kind of thing. Young guys coming in. Uh, Alex Brinkett should be uh one of the best players in these conferences here. Uh he, he should be able to light a few past uh big old or little old Craig Anderson. He's one of the smaller goalies. Uh, and, the, and the over six in in that game, too. I, I like that as well with uh, uh, two, uh, let's say, mediocre goalies. And of mm-hmm. course, where he's probably a little better than Craig Anderson at this point. But still, Savers could score a couple. Don't mind the over there. And then going down, Panthers-Owls under six. I mm-hmm. do like that one. Yep, Mentioned it. The Russian goal is going at it. The Panthers being a little bit... Uh, more restrained than last year. And the Isles should still have that, that strong defensive core system and all that. And The Wild, minus 130. I love this one against the Rangers. Rangers coming in hot after an opening win. Uh, they got that revenge against the Lightning. A bit of a letdown spot, whereas the Wilds should want to get their season off to a hot start. So I love the Wild at minus 130. Just a better team, too. And the Flames, uh, minus 120 against the Ads. Another bad spot for the Avs. Coming in old. Going on the road after this uh, band raising night here, but likely going to blow up the Blackhawks. Fingers crossed, not going to bud. And finally, the Kraken, plus 160 against the Kings. Uh, I like that one just as a value play. Uh, I give them uh, yeah like a 56 57, 56, 57 chance, oh, 56 57 chance of winning the Kings. Uh, so that gives you some value in the Kraken there at plus 160.
0: Yeah, I like most of those as well. I think the, the few you missed here, um, the Dallas-Nashville under, I like that, under six with uh, Ottinger going against Soros. And then I was, I was looking out of here, the Maple Leafs are minus 190. I don't know if I like that too much, but I, I don't hate sprinkling the uh, puck line plus 140 because I can see them getting a few at home and just...
1: That's just a off revenge game.
0: Yeah, I'm revenge game. You have the Capitals just back-to-back. If they go down a few early, they're, they'll be down and out of it. So I like the Leafs there and the puck line. I'll add the under in the Dallas-Nashville game. But I think you pretty much covered everything else. I like the Devils. I like Calgary. I like the under in the Islanders game. So, yeah, I think we have a, a strong play for, like, six of these eight games here.
1: For sure. Just uh, ignore the Blackhawks, Golden Knights, <laughs> and Coyotes-Penguins games, I guess.
0: So basically, Joel, with your uh, Professor Joel segment, you're saying just parlay every pick we just said, right? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Uh, throw, throw, throw them all 400, in. 400 bucks on all, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll be thanking us later.
0: Yeah. All right. That, that'll about do it here for, for us here. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gambling Podcast. Or if you listen to your podcast, just search for us. That's on Apple. You can go to sg.pn slash hockey. That's on Spotify. You can go to sg.pn slash hockey. Yes. And you can leave us a uh, five-star rating review, just like uh, Balake did. Go Kraken, five stars. Joel said he liked the Kraken game one. Easy five-star rating from me. There you go. Sh- short and sweet. That's all we want. You know, that's all we want, yeah.
1: That, that's a fellow Meyer there, that guy, too. Blake yeah. Meyer, so shout out to him. Uh, a long-distant cousin, I guess.
0: hmm Yeah, and make sure you listen to the uh, SGPN Fantasy Baseball Podcast with myself and uh, Blake Meyer. It's, it's the off-season playoffs now, but we're still looking to come at you. Once a week. Also, the propcast would hopefully be back this weekend with myself and Scott and whoever else wants to hop on there. So yeah, make sure you follow along on Apple, Spotify, and on Twitter at Hockey SGPN. All right, I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can find me on Twitter at R SOP. I'm
1: Joel Myre you won't find me having time to answer this fucking thing, so let's go watch some fucking hockey.
0: Go fills.